Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You heard it right. That's the NBA Slate Starter Podcast theme music. Excited to be talking about a 13-game behemoth NBA DFS slate. I am Rinpak alongside Eric. Coming off an exciting opening night in the NBA where we saw KD and Kyrie and Karis LeVert annihilate the Warriors and LeBron and the Lakers had their ring ceremony as they take on the Clippers in a crosstown rivalry matchup. Eric, how's your day going? How was the two-game slate? I'm excited to be on with you once again uh, for this massive Wednesday night in, in, in the NBA. It was fun. Uh, nothing too special. Uh, got a couple things. I felt good about uh, my take on Wiseman. Felt good about some other things. Anthony Davis, not so much. Uh, and then some of that blowout. I mean, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant made it a little difficult to, to find a ceiling there. But uh, it comes down to raw points in those two gamers. So I'm okay with it. We go on to the next. And so why not just jump right to a 13-game slate? It's natural yeah. progression. <laughs> Let's definitely get right to it. In a two-game slate where I saw some of my flaws come in with Eric Pascal, who let me down and many others, and NBA chalk busting was back at it again. <laughs> so let's get started right away with the point guard position on Fando. Uh, no other than Luka Magic and Russell Westbrook leading the way there. Luka priced up at 11-4. Russ at 9-9 on Fando. Russ checks in at 9-3 on DraftKings, and Luka is priced at 10K on DraftKings over there. Both look like some very exciting pay-up options. Lucas taking on the Phoenix Suns in a in a in an implied total where the Mavericks are implied to have it at 118 uh, current right now. What's your take on Luca and Russ right now uh, as we take an aerial approach as a first look on the point guard position? Well, I saw 238 total, I think, in the in the late night hammer. You've got the Dallas Phoenix game, which is kind of finishing everything up. So you can't get too comfortable the entire day until that game happens. And so Luka Doncic up top at 11-4, he's going to garner a lot of ownership, and rightfully so. Um, it's hard to call anybody a lock or hard to call anybody over-owned on a 13-game slate. I'd be surprised if he got way up there because there are so many games and so many options. But 11-4 is about where he should be, and uh, if you're paying up at point guard, he's he's got to be at the top of your list. Uh, Trey Young... We saw have a pretty decent uh, preseason. He's somebody that I'm very interested to see how with Bogdanovich out on the floor, uh, see how that usage ends up coming out. We haven't really seen what that's going to be for extended minutes yet. 
So he's going to be somebody that I'm, I'm very interested in tracking. And then Russell Westbrook at the top of the range, 9,900. We don't really know where uh, him and Beal are going to be or how they're going to be splitting the usage. It's going to be very different. You've got to think that he's maybe more of an alpha than uh, what James Harden and him were. You know, he was playing a little bit more secondary to James Harden. So he's somebody that I have a lot of interest a lot of interest in on the slate too. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm going to love Luca without Porzingis. And as you remember, so many times where we just go straight to Luca when Porzingis was out and uh, the Mavs are going to be without Porzingis. Luca was sensational in that bubble. And I think he's going to start off on a great note. Luca did um, check into uh, training camp a little overweight. There were some memes floating around of him picking up an extra pounds, but I think Luca will be just fine uh, at that price tag. Uh, there's someone who's gonna who OKC has given the keys to the office and Shea Gilgis Alexander priced at 7,500 who is point guard eligible on DraftKings. I want to be someone who's going to be early on SGA. I think he's going to get quite a bit of usage there now. He it's his team as Sam Presti has picked up draft picks for years for decades it feels like, and uh, they're just going to hand him the keys to the office. It's going to be his show, and SGA is someone who I want to be on top of early. He's priced at 7500 It is expensive for SGA, but I think that upside is definitely there as he takes on Houston. I could um, not agree some more. Other exciting, <laughs> yeah. Some other exciting players. We got John Moran at 8400 Dame Lillard at 9 k Ben Simmons at 8700 on DraftKings. These are some exciting players. I mean, they all have such a great upside. That's what makes a 13-game slate so great. You can go anywhere. And there's so many pricing mistakes on these uh, studs where – you can't be at fault at rostering one of them. I like all those players right now and some exciting value all the way down. You could even take some shots with George Hill price all the way down at 3,600 mm-hmm. Darius Garland, 4,100 and Markel Fultz. Good for him, man. He got that extension. He's priced at 5k and a hot shot rookie Detroit out of France, Killian Hayes at 3,900. Mm-hmm. That's rounding out the value for me right now. As I look through the slate right now, well, who else stands out to you in the point guard position? And what are some thoughts about the players they've just mentioned on? Well, I'm intrigued also. DeLon Wright is somebody that I'm I'm interested to see how this Pistons backcourt kind of plays out. They're going to be terrible defensively, so that's great for fantasy purposes. I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see how uh, Killian Hayes fits in with that offense. He was He's a guy that was the unanimous number one pick in his class uh, two years ago. It goes over to Australia, and now we don't really know necessarily what that ceiling is, but it's it seems like it's there. Uh, I just kind of want to bet on the raw talent early and often with a lot of these rookies. Uh, you can also look a little bit at that mid-range. Uh, DeJounte Murray is in a good spot at 5,600 facing uh, an up-and-down John Morant. You just don't ne- you never know what you're going to get from him on the defensive side of the ball. I love the Markel Fultz call. Um, he's, he's a guy that once, once you see these guys get secure uh, paychecks, you, you kind of see the secure minutes follow. So I want to be... I want to be on top of that too. Yeah, I completely agree with you. A name that I missed early on, uh, Kobe White, who's pressed at 6,200 for Chicago mm-hmm. taking on the Hawks there. I, he looked great in the preseason. He had one great preseason game. He's, he's still young. He's a second-year player. He's going to go through some mistakes. But what we've seen with Billy Donovan, he uh, really, I think, elevated uh, SGA's game there at OKC last year. And I'm – Excited what he's going to do with Kobe White uh, in Chicago. Uh, that's another intriguing option. He's coming in on a fine value over there on FanDuel. We're going to see so many I, intriguing uh, options. I mean, Ben Simmons, too, at 9,200. I completely forgot about him. Facing Russell Westbrook, facing Washington. 
That game's got a pretty high total. That's You can find guys. That's part of the beauty of a 13-game slate is that you can find low-owned options in every single one of these ranges that we're talking about. Uh, make sure that you're checking those ownership projections early and often tomorrow. And the later you wait to make those swaps, obviously the, the Phoenix game will be popular, but uh, some of those games that start at 5, 6 o'clock, you're, you're going to have a lot of leverage if you kind of wait uh, and let some of the people for the four four o'clock and five o'clock games, especially early in the season, play guys at a higher ownership and wait uh, to to kind of make your pivots. For those of you who don't know, Eric does live in the West Coast, so for me, those are seven, eight, nine o'clock p.m. games. So yeah, there's uh, that. Pardon him for the uh, time <laughs> zone difference. Uh, I I truly do believe the Central Time Zone is the best time zone for DFS. You're out of your mind. The Eastern Time Zone is You're out of your mind. The Eastern yeah. Time Zone. <laughs> The Eastern time zone is not so friendly. Uh, I'm currently located in the Eastern time zone, so I'm not too much of a fan. Uh, onto the shooting guard position we go. And a, a quick look at uh, no other than uh, Mr. Strip Club himself, Mr. Party Man James Harden, who just threw a basketball at Jay Sean Tate. Uh, clearly just wants to be out of, out of Houston. And uh, Houston, we do really have a problem there. Price at 10-4. I just don't know what and what it's going to look like with Harden. Uh, he's just like being an absolute problem uh, in that Houston locker room. Devin Booker is eight eighty nine hundred. Zach Levine has, comes in at seventy nine hundred. D'Angelo Russell seventy two hundred. Uh, playing for the Timberwolves, Brad Beal is at eighty five hundred. Those are the upper tier on DraftKings. Uh, Eric, who stands out to you in that upper tier on DraftKings, and what other uh, options are you currently looking at? Well, we were blessed with some early runs of ownership projection for the two-game slate because we had the salaries out plenty early. Uh, this 13-game slate, we're kind of flying a little blind here. Uh, I got to think Devin Booker up top on FanDuel 8400 is going to be super, super popular. Uh, James Harden, there's really two ways that you can look at this, and, and I'm going to think more about it. I'm curious what his ownership is going to come in at because Houston could decide to just run him into the ground early and often uh, if they decide that they just don't want anything to do with him or they're trying to like get some big, big ceiling games out of him and extract everything that they can, um, you know, bolster his trade value. So many things that they can do by just running him out there for an eternal amount of minutes. But it could also work in the flip side where they're mad at him. They don't want to give him what he wants, play him, cap him at a 32, 34 minutes count. I mean, we know that he's not in great shape right now or, you know, however... Whatever those pictures were that were bouncing around Twitter, they were beautiful. Uh, but those two guys up top, the two top guys on, on FanDuel, I also try to keep in mind that when they're listed at the top of the page, people who are hand-building tend to jam them in a little bit more. So on a 13-game slate, uh, they're going to be very, very popular options, I think, on FanDuel. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, some value uh, that we can cons- uh, probably consider is uh, potentially looking at a player like Alec Burks at 4,800. I know 4,800 seems kind of high for in New York, but I think Tibbs uh, did uh, come out with a statement that he feels pretty confident in giving him some minutes to start off with. And once you get confidence from Tibbs, you're going to play a lot of minutes. And Alec Burks has never been shy to shoot the ball. I know he's in a tough matchup against Indiana, and the implied total is not very nice, but that could be kind of a low on value option. Lou Dort is going to probably come up in some optimizers. I'm not that interested in Lou Dort. He had one really good game in uh, game seven of the first round in the bubble. Lou Dort is someone who I'll definitely be avoiding. If he's going to come in with some any ownership, I'll be definitely trying to pivot off of that. Other options that we can definitely consider is Van Vliet on FanDuel, 7,100. 
Outside of that, uh, maybe Bledsoe at 5,600, a new role, a new offense out in New Orleans for him. And Buddy Hill is priced all the way down at $5,200, and I'm going to be all over that uh, just because I think his minutes are going to be a lot safer this year, and there's going to be a different upside that we see out of Buddy Hill. And I'm going to be very excited to roster Buddy Hill, especially around FanDuel. Any final thoughts on the shooting guard position before we move on to the small forward position? Yeah, it's weird to talk about guys being sneaky on a 13-game slate because I think a lot of teams in a lot of spots are going to be sneaky. I'm curious what San Antonio's rotations are going to look like. Memphis was a team that I loved to target a lot last year. Uh, they're they're not your parents' Memphis Grizzlies. They get up and down the floor. They run. And it seemed like people were a little slow on the get-up for that. So Lonnie Walker is somebody for San Antonio at 4,200. And Keldon Johnson, who started balling out towards the end of the bubble, uh, a couple of those guys are going to be low, low, low-owned uh, options who could just be your punts to, to help you go stars and scrub on this slate. Yeah, uh, I completely agree with you. Uh, before we go into the small forward position, I want to talk about a special promotion we're running until the 29th. Uh, you're going to get access to all of the awesome NBA uh, premium product all for just a dollar. Use the promo code Caruso, sign up, enjoy the product, stop guessing, start winning using this product. We're going to talk about a special tool that the awesome NBA product has later on in the podcast, but make sure to take advantage of that tool. And uh, you can find the tool all over our Twitter feed. Uh, you can find it on our main page at awesome.com, or you can go on awesome.com slash join and use the promo code Caruso to take advantage of the special promotion. You'll never see a better promotion than this on all of DFS. On the small forward position we go, all the way uh, leading off the small forward position, Jason Tatum priced up at $9,200. Jimmy Butler, uh, coming off a sensational bubble, has small forward eligibility at $7,700. Brandon Ingram, uh, coming off a great year and securing a uh, contract extension at $8,600. DeMar DeRozan is $7,300. I like that price tag for uh, DeMar right now. Tobias Harris checks in at $6,200 on DraftKings. FanDuel, uh, small forward is an always an ugly, ugly scene, but on a 13-game slate, there are some nice options that we can take advantage of. All, all those players that I mentioned are all small forward eligibility there. Talk to me about the small forward position. What value options, what studs are you most excited about on this 13-game slate? I'm so excited to play Pelicans every opportunity that I get this year. Brandon Ingram, 7,300 on, on FanDuel is just a smash for me. Uh, it makes a lot of things work on FanDuel. You know, if you're trying to get a little bit different roster construction, go less stars and scrubs and go a little bit more balanced. Uh, over on DraftKings, Ben Simmons is small forward eligible. That always intrigues me when you can get a guy who's going to possibly see a bump in minutes and usage underneath a new coach. You have a couple bit of unknowns on how they're going to utilize him in that offense. Uh, if you can even soak up a little bit of the MB usage, that would be a beautiful, beautiful thing. He's kind of an enigma as well uh, from a basketball standpoint. So somebody that I want to take some shots on there. Brandon Ingram, again, 8,600. Those two sitting right next to each other on, on DraftKings. Uh, both of those together are going to be popular parts of my build. Uh, Buddy Heald, again, 6,300. Small forward eligibility on DraftKings. I'll probably utilize him more there because shooting guard's going to be a little bit better uh, from just an early look perspective here. And... Uh, Gordon Hayward, 6,500 on FanDuel. Uh, I was going back and forth a little bit with Greg Ehrenberg on Twitter. Uh, we both kind of were looking at the same things with, with Gordon Hayward for some of our best ball drafts that we were looking at. Gordon Hayward saw a crazy amount of, of usage bump with Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, 
and Jason Tatum off the floor in Boston last year. So whoever picked him up was always going to get a pretty good deal. And him facing Cleveland, going back into Cleveland where he had the injury uh, three, two years ago, I believe, um, at the beginning of that season, it's a spot that might feel a little irky for him going back there, but I'm pretty excited about that price tag uh, with up-and-down Charlotte Hornets team. No, for sure. And I want to talk about some uh, Cleveland value in the small forward position. I think Okoro is someone that I rostered in preseason, and he did uh, fairly well for me. He is the uh, thirty-four hundred on DraftKings. Yep, thirty-four hundred. He's four uh, thousand on FanDuel. Another guy who's mid-priced on both sides is Patrick Williams uh, for the uh, Bulls. Uh, I believe their fourth overall pick in this year's draft. He uh, did start some preseason games. He's the man. Uh, in, if you're looking for some salary relief at that position, you can consider Dwayne Bacon is also the men there on DraftKings, priced at 3K. Some interesting options. It's pretty much there's going to be so many different ways to have lineup construction. The way I'm looking at it right now, other options on Fanduel, you can look at Derek Jones, who's going to be starting in Portland. He's the men there. I think there's going to be a lot of ways to be unique on a 13 game slate. That's that's going to be a given. But I think you could go stars and scrubs and a balanced approach from what I'm looking at it right now. Uh, that kind of wraps up the small forward position. Make sure to take advantage of all the tools we have, taking uh, advantage of the rankings that Alex puts out, and just monitor the ownership. And more than anything, watch the whole awesome content program. Uh, essentially, we're a table setter for tomorrow's strategy show, followed by Alex's game plan, then followed by Deeper Dive, and then the Live Before Lock show. Make sure to be tuning in. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It helps us out tremendously. And uh, we're trying to get that 50,000 mark. So with all your help, we're going to get there a lot sooner than you know it. On to the power forward position, Eric. Ah, this position's always uh, going to have some studs. No other than uh, reigning MVP, Giannis, priced at 10-2. Followed by last year's number one overall pick in Zion, 7,500. Sabonis, 7,400, who missed the bubble. They really needed him uh, after he got that injury. Siakam, 7,600. I was leading off that upper tier in the, in the power forward position on DraftKings. On the FanDuel, we have the similar uh, similar options as well. Uh, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, Zion, Sabonis. What, uh, which uh, which stud stands out to you in uh, the power forwards right now as we take our first look at it? 7,800, DeMontis Sabonis on FanDuel is an absolute smash. Like, there is no way that I am not going to be over the field. I can tell you that it. You know, 938 on the West Coast. I can tell you right now that I will be over top of DeMontis Saponis tomorrow. There's no way. I don't know what that number is going to be. I hope it's small because I just want to be all over it. Uh, it's a guy that, you know, had a bunch of foot injuries, had a bunch of issues. And when he's right, he is right for Indi- free Indiana. Going up against that New York front court that we just kind of targeted all last year, that seems like a great spot to go to. Bam and Abayo saw a big assist rate jump. Uh, towards the end of last year and in the into the postseason. He's a guy that's really kind of opened up his offensive game as time has gone on and really impressed me. So 8500 for him on FanDuel, another great spot to go to. And Zion Williamson, uh, if he's going to be playing 33, 34, 35 minutes in some of these games early on for New Orleans, you're going to see him put up 50-point totals on the daily, and I want to be early on that too. I can't disagree. I think you hit, you nailed it on the head and across all those points. Uh, looking at some value at the power forward position, P.J. Washington is 4,200 on DraftKings. Larry Markkinen, who did not pick up the extension, he, he made it clear what he wanted, and the Bulls were not willing to offer it to him. He's at 4,800. 
Uh, Devin Vassell, who's been a very impressive rookie for the Spurs. He's the min at 3K. Darius Basley, who's going to enter that starting lineup for OKC. Uh, he's at 5,100. Those are some uh, intriguing value options as I take a look at it right now. On FanDuel, Nerlens Noel checks in at 3,900, and he will be starting for the Knicks. Nerlens Noel is one of those guys who can pick up those FanDuel-specific stats and uh, stocks, steals, and blocks in a hurry. Uh, I like that price tag at 3,900 for Nerlens Noel. Any value, uh, power forward, uh, value power forwards that, that you like right now on the first look? Yeah, isn't Ryu Hachimura going to be out tomorrow as well? Davis Bertans kind of at 4,700 over on FanDuel is a guy that I'm kind of looking at. We got news today, too, that Kevin Love's going to be out. Larry Nance and some of the other guys in that front court. We'll get to Drummond later, but uh, I got to be having some interest in the Cleveland front court as well in that spot. Uh, I'm just kind of going down the line here. There are just so many good plays, and that needs to be reemphasized. You have so many opportunities to find the guys that are going to be 4, 5, 6%. And being 4, 5, 6% on this slate is different than a 6, 7 game slate where, you know, you might be playing a little bit suboptimal. You can you can find your guys and find great pivots at every single price range all over the map. Uh, Robert Covington, 5,800. We don't know what that's going to look like in Portland, but he's always a guy who looks great on FanDuel for the steals and blocks. Going back over to DraftKings, uh, you've got... Uh, Obi Toppin, 3,700. He obviously had a dynamic preseason. Uh, I'm curious what those minutes are going to look like uh, coming coming into the regular season, but you try to be early and often on some of these rookies, so that's somebody that i am definitely got my eye on too. Yeah, and I completely agree with you there. Make sure uh, you guys are uh, giving uh, us a review on our podcast page. Yeah, you'll be eligible to win a $400 annual NBA pass. So we appreciate your support by uh, giving sus- sus- hitting the subscribe button there. And uh, we appreciate the support as we cl- close out this calendar year. On to the center position we go. And center on FanDuel on a 13-game slate, there are going to be some great options. Now, led by Carl Anthony Towns had one of the toughest 2020 uh, years out there for out of NBA players. Drummond, who's at 8,400. Joel Embiid is also at 9,400, the same price as Kat. Nikola Jokic checks in at 9,700. These are some nice, intriguing options in the uh, upper tier center range. They all look fine to me, and I like them all. Is there a, someone in specific that stands out to you? Carl Anthony Towns, 9,700. Uh if you're if you're trying to pay up at center in some of those spots, Joel Embiid against Washington. We saw Washington get annihilated by centers all year. Carl Anthony Towns facing Mason Plumlee uh, in Detroit. That's a great spot. Nikola Jokic is always in a great spot. Nikola Vucevic, uh, he's somebody that I always love to play because of how insane is. You know what? Sometimes you just can't get it out of your mouth. It's just so difficult. Vucevic, got it. There we go. Uh, and Andre Drummond, 8K, he could see a little bit of uh, minutes bump, uh, as much as you can for the first game out of the bag, but uh, could see a little bit of a bump with Kevin Love off the floor, and that's definitely some usage to, to go around on the offensive end for him there too. So who are you kind of looking for in the middle? Because you should be looking on DraftKings on a slate like this to be putting in two power forwards and two centers in a lot of your lineups just because of how much value they, they give you. Yeah, I think uh, with some front court in- injuries, you can look at Jon- to Jonas Valanciunas at 7,100. LaMarcus Aldridge is at 6,500 there. Rudy Gobert is at 6,800. Christian Wood is at 6,300. 
these are some nice, intriguing mid, uh, mid-tier options on that center position. If you're looking for value, which I never really do, I mean, Giannis is also has center eligibility now this year on DraftKings. I mean, Mason Plumlee, he's all the way down to 3,700. He's going to take on a bigger that. role in Detroit. And uh, Mason Plumlee is a, a very good, uh, it was an exceptional backup center. He's also a very good passer. Uh, he really showcased that when he was with Portland. And uh, at 3,700, he could definitely get there. But I think it's going to be truly a minute split. I, I really find it hard to see Plumlee get over, getting over 28 uh, minutes there. I think Okafor is going to see at least a 16 to 20 minute backup role there. You had mentioned someone on the Kings that intrigued me, uh, intrigued you, uh, Prishal. Talk to me about him and why you like him so much. On the Kings? Oh, Hassan Whiteside is 3800 Like, that is, out of all the prices that I looked at today, Okoro at 3400 and Hassan Whiteside, 3800 just sticks out like a sore thumb to me. I'm really curious what the news is coming out there. Uh, in the last preseason game, he put up 12 points. Um, you know, played all right in the 19 minutes, but it seems like he did outplay um, who, uh, Rashawn Holmes in a lot of those spots. Hassan Whiteside at 3,800, we've seen him just put up some beastly numbers, especially with Nurkic's absences in spots last year. Uh, Hassan Whiteside, 3,800. I just keep looking at it. It makes me laugh. I can't, I can't stop. Yeah, I don't blame you really, but I'm a little skeptical with the wide side. I think Holmes is uh, someone that they know in the Kings organization. He might get some extra run. But I'm willing to pay, find those extra $600 and uh, potentially go up to Wendell Carter Jr. Fortunately, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. has just not been able to stay healthy in his career so far. But I think he, is, he has quite a bit of upside in talent, um, very promising talent, and I hope he can stay healthy this year. I think he'll be a very, very good NBA player uh, down the road. But uh, he's at 4,400. I'm going to like that price tag against Atlanta. And uh, the center position is just filled with studs, and it's a position where I always like to pay up and try to get finding enough, finding enough value to maybe getting using my utility position on them. There's some nice matchups for especially for Carl and C. Towns at 9,700 and Drummond at 8K, where the double double bonus should pretty much be a lock over there for him. And Joel Embiid in a very nice matchup against Washington. And Nikola Jokic has pretty much the highest upside of, out of any center on this slate, maybe outside of Giannis now, because he has center eligibility. Giannis is up at 10-2. How do you feel about Giannis against Boston? Uh, Boston has sometimes given him troubles in the past, but how do you think uh, Giannis will do on opening night? He's the best fantasy basketball player on the planet. Him and James Harden, you can go 1-2 with either one of them. If you can afford him in whatever kind of build you're going for, you play him. It doesn't matter the matchup. It doesn't matter the spot. Uh, I almost prefer, because of how many times Milwaukee gets blown out in the course of a season, or sorry, that they blow other teams out in the course of a season, I kind of prefer uh, some of these tougher matchups for Giannis because you can actually see a minutes bump uh, as opposed to he he's a guy who can go for 60 in 25 minutes. And we've seen him do that multiple times. So in a closer game against a tougher opponent, uh, those are the times you can maybe get a little bit depressed ownership on Giannis, and you'll still be getting him uh, for for a higher rate because just coming with the minutes. Yeah, Giannis is someone who obviously the whole offseason was circled around him if he was going to sign an extension. I love what his teammates did on his birthday. They handed out pens and whatnot, and uh, I think the difference with him signing with, with Milwaukee or outside of Milwaukee, I think it was a difference of $100 million and. 
if you were to tell Giannis a championship ring is worth $100 million, I, I find that hard to believe. So good for Giannis for securing that bag. Get the money. They did uh, definitely, yeah. The Bucks definitely did some interesting moves, but they did lose out on some of their depth and some cap flexibility with their roster flexibility, and they did lose that um, second-round pick, and they couldn't get uh, Bogdanovich even after all what they went through. So it's kind of kind of a uh, chaotic offseason, but they got their prize possession, and Giannis signed that deal. And uh, before we talk about uh, tonight's Listener League and the winner, as Eric pulls that up, I want to talk about one of the tools on the site. I'm going to talk about uh, the uh, Awesomeo Lineup Builder. And uh, this is like one of the best tools out there for those of you who are using the Cruiser product or uh, Cruiser promo or uh, are new to it. It's something that you should definitely take advantage of. You pretty much hand build your lineup using Alex's rankings, his uh, contrarian rankings, and really gives you a lineup that's unique and you can see how it grades out and puts you in a position to potentially like have an upside in GPPs, just building by a couple of hand, hand building a couple of lineups. You don't need to use an optimizer and you can pretty much use uh, our, it's a combination of all the metrics of rankings, ownership projections, and his rankings turned into a GPA for your lineup. So it's something that you should definitely check out. Um, it's located on our main page of under the tools handle. It's called a lineup builder, something that you should definitely take advantage uh, and if you have any questions, please uh, let us know. We can definitely help you out there. Uh, Eric, how did the Listener League end up tonight on DraftKings? Well, yours truly got second place, so that's not a bad showing for the uh, for the professor over here. So, uh, you know, I, I banked a whole $4.50. It felt fantastic. I feel good about it. Uh, but it would have been bad to go DFL there, so at least, you know, second is a good showing for me right off the bat. However... I still lost by 26 fantasy points because Vikings or Weekings, we're going to go Weekings, W-I-K-I-N-G-S, 26. Uh, it's my little brother's birthday. That makes me happy, 26. Uh, piggyback Dennis Schroeder at 5% ownership, so that means they were the only person out of the 20-person field to play Dennis Schroeder, uh, who went for 43 and just went absolutely bonkers tonight. Uh, against against the Clippers in a losing effort. Uh, so they they rode that train all the way to first place. Congratulations, Weekings. Wow. Uh, yeah, Dennis Schroeder had quite the debut for the Lakers. Uh, that's going quite the fantasy turnout. And kudos to him for being the only one in that contest. Eric, where can we find uh, tonight's uh, Listener League contest and what site will it be on? And where can they find the link to it? Well, we're going to get a little bit more advantageous. We're going to see if we can get the number up to about 30, 40. I'll take a look over on FanDuel. Uh, we're going to do a $1 FanDuel, uh, 30 to 50 max. We're going to kind of be somewhere in there for the field size. I'll take a look at it here afterwards. But FanDuel, $1. Uh, come and join us for the Listener League. I'll make sure that I put something down there in the bio. Make sure you click subscribe. Uh, make sure that you take care of that for us. Uh, that's one of the best ways that you can help the site and help all of us continue to do what we love to do. Yeah. And uh, if you're not, if you missed out on tonight's uh, uh, annual pass giveaway on our main handle, make sure to be following at awesome underscore com or Twitter. We'll be having another NBA annual pass giveaway there. It's the, it's the season to be giving. We're going to be giving out a ton of passes, ton of annual passes uh, before the holiday season is up. And we'll be having another one tonight. So stay tuned to that. Make sure to be following at Osmo NBA as well. Our uh, news god behind the scenes will be retweeting the news of all the beat reporters around the association just to make, to make sure you're on top of it and how Alex reacts to the news as well. 
And with that being said, make sure to follow Eric on Twitter and you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me at RINPAK. That's R-Y-N-P-A-K. And where can they follow you, Eric? At Eric Lindquist, E-R-I-C-L-I-N-D-Q-U-I-S-T. Very original. And with that being said, we wish you all the best on tonight's 13-game slate, and we hope someone takes on one of those massive prize pools. Good luck, everybody.